Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. It's an amazing bridge. It's freezing outside. Yes, it is amazing. Clear skies. The visibility will be 10 miles visibility. And uh, Let's just say after the show yesterday, I saw every reason why we don't need to be swimming in the East River. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Did you see you the see video that? I sent you guys? Actually, video? Yeah, I watched it from the you, window, Jay. You you really thought that, boy, they was filming a, a what is it, NCSI or whatever? They were filming NCSI. No. Stop. No, I wasn't. Oh, stop. Okay. Keyshawn, Jay, they were, let's just put it this way. Something got fished out of the East River. River. Yes, we'll leave yesterday. it at that. Um, Keyshawn, Jay, Will and Max on ESPN Radio. Jason Wilde, ESPN Wisconsin Packers writer and with The Athletic, is with us now. What's going on, Jason? Good morning, guys. How are you? Good morning. Good Thanks morning. for joining us. What, what was your initial reaction to the Rodgers news that he's going to miss Sunday's game against the Chiefs because of a positive COVID test? Yeah, my initial reaction as we heard Rob Domofsky in that montage you guys just played was why on August 26th when he said immunized, didn't I follow up and say, wait a minute, Aaron, immunized, you were asked if you were vaccinated. You never, ever choose words randomly. You are very precise in all your answers. When you say immunized, does that mean you didn't get one of the CDC-approved vaccines? Because then we would have had answers on August 26th instead of sitting here on uh, November 3rd or 4th and trying to figure out how this got to this point. I mean, but people use immunized and vaccinated. It has been in the past used interchangeably. So it's an understandable uh, error of omission in terms of a follow-up there. Yeah, I, I, that's why he I, chose I just, it. In other no. words, Jason, he said it because right, it would mislead. Matt, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, we've those of us that have covered his entire career and, and Rob and I are both in that group. We know how he is. We know how precise he is. He 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 always thinks before he speaks. And so I just look back on that and I'm not absolving him of any of the obfuscation that he's guilty of here. I'm not saying that I'm just saying that. Rob and I, and we talked about this, we've been friends for a long time. He does a great job on ESPN.com. But we know him. We should have known better. And, and I just keep thinking back to we should have pinned him down. That's our job to do. So we didn't. And then yesterday when he tested positive, frankly, my thought is, oh, boy, here we go. And obviously you guys know what the last 24 hours have been like. Yeah, you, Jason, you sound exhausted, but I, <laughs> that's expected when you're dealing with this situation, right? Yeah, um, how does this impact Aaron Rodgers' future with the Green Bay Packers, if at all? No, that's, that's one of the many questions that have crossed my mind too, Key. I mean, look, think about it. So they're 7-1. and one. He's playing great again. Not as great as he played last year when he won the MVP, but still really well. They're overcoming all these injuries. They're getting all these guys back, right? David Bakhtiari, their left tackle, is going to play. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling, their downfield threat, is going to play. And and Devontae Adams, who was vaccinated and tested positive last week and missed last week's game, is going to be back. Everything is coming together here. He's talking about how he and Brian Gutekunst, the GM, have been had been great conversations like everything's you know seashells and balloons and then this happens and then you add in the level of deception intentionally 
that he is guilty of here. And then you start to think, well, Brian Gutekunst was frustrated with him this offseason. Now the team can be in trouble, right? They could be facing fines for not following all the protocols. He's put this team in position where, you know, they could lose to Mahomes and the Chiefs on Sunday. They could not have him back for Seattle. They could lose that game. And now suddenly you're going from if the season ended today, you're the number one overall seed, you get the only buy in the conference, so you could also have created a much more difficult playoff road. So uh, I don't know what the far-reaching implications are going to be, but this doesn't help for anyone who wanted to see him come back in 2022 and thought everything was maybe going to be fixed because of the way this season was going. Jason, you said that he's put Gunakis and the Green Bay Packers in a bad position. Why is that when they most likely knew all along that he wasn't vaccinated in this particular situation could come up? Yeah, I, I, so I think that they are, to a degree, complicit in this. Now, our understanding is once the NFL informed Rodgers, and perhaps even before they informed him, that his uh, alternative vaccine or whatever he's calling it uh, was not going to count toward him being considered vaccinated, that he has been in the facility doing all the things that unvaccinated players are required to do based on the NFL protocols, being tested every day, uh, wearing a mask, distancing to a greater degree than his other teammates have to while in the facility. Now, he hasn't been wearing a mask when he's been doing his press conferences with us which is in the facility, which means he should have been wearing a mask. But the question I have is, you know, some of these rules, I, I'm sure you guys have seen this. I, I had not read these rules until yesterday, that unvaccinated players aren't supposed to travel with the team. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that. Um, they're not supposed to go to gatherings of more than three teammates. Well, John Wick was at the Halloween party the team had, right? So I, I just I think the Packers, knowing that he's not vaccinated, but also knowing that he's not following all the rules and, and them being involved in him not following all the rules is going to come back to bite him. I mean, what was New Orleans fined? Half a million dollars? The Baltimore Ravens were fined $250,000 for not following protocols. They've got hidden cameras throughout every facility in the league to monitor this stuff. Uh, I think they're going to probably face some sanctions. Jason Wildey joining us, ESPN Milwaukee, here on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Jay, I got to ask you this because, you know, both Key and I are friends with a lot of different athletes, and we have those relationships. And sometimes you get put in these situations where you still have to do your job, and it's always challenging, which you've been doing an incredible job of, by the way. But you may mention that you should have pinned Aaron Rodgers at that moment. How will you guys handle that moment moving forward with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, That's a great question, Jay, because that is our job, right? And I have a great relationship with the guy. I think he is a good human being. Uh, I don't think this changes that, but I don't think you can be anything less than disappointed in the way he chose to go about this. And so he needs to be asked some really tough questions. I don't know when we're going to have that opportunity. But, again, he's a smart guy, and he knows those questions are coming now. Now, I think he probably thought, He's a smart guy, and he can avoid all this, and it turned out he was wrong. But, you know, he and I did a radio show for four years 
from 11 to 14 on ESPN Wisconsin. And when we first started, he said, I know you have a job to do. I never want you to ask me a question in advance so I know what's coming. I know your ethics are important to you. So whatever you have to ask, I can handle it. And I was hearing that voice yesterday because when we talk to him, whenever that's going to be, he knows that there's going to be some really harsh questions coming. And he's going to have to know how to handle those. But it is our job, like you said, to ask those. And, and we will most definitely ask them when that opportunity comes. Jason, one thing that occurs to me is that the, in the short term, it's really bad for Aaron Rodgers. He looks bad. There's gonna, it's going to be a rough stretch, and he deserves what's coming like in terms of media and fan reaction. That said, long term, it seems to me the Packers have a chance here to skyrocket the odds that he stays in Green Bay. Like, that might be the, wrong, the long-term biggest story out of all this. If they have his back now, uh, it seems to me that that's what he's talking about in terms of relationships after he didn't just now treat them very well in a relationship. What do you think about the idea that this could increase the chances he stays in Green Bay? Well, let me ask you this, Max. If you're the team that's acquiring him, um, has the price gone down, right? Does this affect what the trade compensation might be? And has it affected what his market would be? Like, look, for all this stuff and all this hand-wringing, and, and I'm guilty of it too because I'm disappointed in him, but the reality is, is the guy's still a really, really good quarterback, right? I mean, Ed, he's got to turn 38 next month. He has been fantastic this year. He does not show any signs of slowing down. So do I think there's still going to be interest in him? Yes. Do I wonder if this is also something for him, though, where he will feel the need to kind of, I don't want to say make up for it, but like change the way he's going to be viewed in the short term? And does that make him want to stay? I don't know. I mean, these are all questions that I would really like to ask him, and I look forward to when we get to ask him these. But Jason, I don't, I'm, but, sorry, I'm, so, I'm sorry to interrupt, but my question is, if he has a problem with the relationship, the way the front office conducts themselves and didn't respect him in the past, and that has changed. And in addition to that changing, they now have his back when he kind of put them in a bad spot. Do you think his personal feelings about the front office and, their, and you know, would change? And would that raise the chances that he stays based on what you know of the situation? Well, and, and I think that his personal feelings have been evolving all season. Like if you think about where he was this off season to now and the way he's spoken about Brian Gutekunst now, I think that they were trending in that direction. So sure, if they're supportive of him and they figure out ways to help him through what would be, I think we'd all agree, a PR crisis, mm -hmm. I would think that that would mean a lot to him. Sure. But again, I, I just, there, we're all, because it just happened yesterday. We're so, focused on, oh, I can't believe he was dishonest. I can't believe, you know, he took this approach. What's going to happen with fines, everything else that I stopped yesterday to think about what the long-term ramifications are. And I could see it going both ways. I can see the, the team having his back and him wanting to stay. I can also see the team saying, you know what? We put up with a lot of garbage from this guy because he's a great player. We're done with him which, again, we're going to see how Jordan Love plays on Sunday. In 2007, I was in Dallas when Brett Favre injured his elbow, 
and out came Aaron Rodgers, and he was great. And it convinced the team, hey, we're going to be okay. They had seen him in practice be really, really good. They were already thinking, hey, it's time to move on to the kid, and that solidified in their minds that he was ready. I don't know if that's what's going to happen on Sunday with Jordan Love. I'm more skeptical of that happening, but there are a bunch of pieces that are going to fall into place here that will affect the long-term picture. That's Jason Wildey, ladies and gentlemen, of The Athletic and ESPN Wisconsin. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it. All right, Jason. Good luck. You got it, guys. Thanks for having me, man. So what does all that mean, all of this mean, for Jordan Love, who, who Jason just mentioned? Plus another backup with a chance to shine. That's next, Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 8. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Willemax on ESPN Radio and ESPN. You can be part of KJM Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed or call in line 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. College football's back. So are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. <laughs> it is time for Take Your Pick. Evan, take it away. Yeah, let's go. Thursday night football starts tonight. The uh. Jets and the Colts. We got Z- Mike White, Carson <laughs> Wentz. Take your pick, Key. Really? This is a game tonight? Jeez, I didn't even realize that. We hadn't talked about this game all week long on none of the shows that I've been on. But since we're here now, I'm taking Carson Wentz, man. Mike White, I understand. Yes. Oh, my God. They brought in John Beck. He's going to make things life easier on the sidelines. Mike LaFleur goes upstairs. He had the best game of his life calling from upstairs last week. So we're going to do it all over again. Womp, womp, womp. Okay, Indy needs to stay on course to win that division. The fact that Derrick Henry is out for the Tennessee Titans, there's no way in hell that the Indianapolis Colts are going to allow the Jets to go on the road and upset them at home. I'm not even going to waste viewers' brain molecules on answering this question. It's it's not even a question. This is not a question. Colts, Colts, but can I just say something? Why do you hurt that? I want the audience to understand. Evan, our producer, is a Jets fan. He's been a Jets fan his whole life. When he was a little kid, there was a dude, Keyshawn Johnson, out of USC, the number one overall pick. Evan was at the draft to watch you get drafted. He now gets to work with Keyshawn. The Jets, do you know that a little piece of Evan dies every time you go with the Jets? No need to be that negative, you, Key. Why are you hurting yeah. this man? I'm just telling the truth. Much more Jets talk coming up later <laughs> in the show. <laughs> All right, yeah. take your pick, Key. Kyler Murray, Jimmy G. 
You know, I'm, I'm going to go with Kyler Murray. Well, actually, I'm sorry. I'm going to go with Jimmy G uh, of course you in this situation, and it's because Kyler Murray is playing, uh, should be playing. If he plays, he's going to be playing on a banged-up ankle. He doesn't feel good at all right now in this week, but they're going to try to roll him out there potentially, and I think Jimmy G needs to bounce back after having some subpar performances this season, and I think the Arizona Cardinals and that defense is the perfect antidote for him to get going. Arizona's favored in this game by a point, which means Vegas is on the verge of almost making it a pick 'em. But I'll go with the Cardinals. I, I, of course you will. Well, of course I will because I think that a lot of people in Arizona, including the Cardinals, Ooh. feel like in that last game against Green Bay, they should have won that game. And that was an opportunity loss. And I think the Cardinals will respond against a 49er team that kind of you don't know what their identity really is, Key. No, AJ I am go- depending on Kyler Murray's health. That's the whole shooting match with the Cardinals. I will go with the Niners if Kyler Murray, whose mobility is a huge, like, other than Lamar Jackson, it's Kyler Murray who can do all that stuff. So I will go with that. I, I also don't see San Francisco going a three and five. Well, like they, Arizona uh, got a little wiggle room to, to, to lose a game or two. San Francisco needs it more, and, and Jimmy G is better than people realize. Can we follow uh, up? Hobbled Hopkins and yeah. no A.J. Green. Yeah. In a banged up Kyler Murray. Yeah, I like That's San Francisco. Tough. Yeah, okay. because of that. Because so health. you guys are both taking San Francisco. Yeah. yeah, I'll mark that down for the daily wager. Okay, today yeah, I got okay. five hundred. Okay, okay. Oh. you don't have five hundred dollars. He has in the your five hundred. Yeah, <laughs> I have your, got you. You didn't give me my five hundred in singles, by the way. You gave it to me in hundreds. All right, this you. might be with with Aaron Rodgers out. This might be the best game of the weekend. Definitely the best quarterback matchup. Baker or Burrow? Take your pick. I'm going to take Joe Burrow. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. I think this offense is clicking. The receivers are all healthy. The quarterback is healthy. They, you know, got clipped last week. They're feeling bad about it. And when you think about Baker Mayfield and everything that's gone on this week, and now OBJ is probably not going to be in the lineup, most likely not going to be in the lineup. This is going to be a different team, a different feel around this organization this week. The rallying cries will not take place. I'll go with Joe Burrow as well, coming off that loss last week. To the Jets, I think, will another eye-opening opportunity. And I, you know, there's certain teams that you're watching. You're like, man, I still know how you guys are going to navigate all the chaos that you're going through this year between the Browns, the Raiders. It, 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 it's going to be, it's going to put those quarterbacks in very difficult situations. Granted, different, but difficult. I love Joe Burrow. He's better than Baker Mayfield already. Baker Mayfield's going to win this game. The Browns are going to win this game. He does better without Odell. He's going to feel empowered because they're moving on from Odell. And the Browns are good. Like, a lot of the Browns' issues have just been injury, right? If Chubb, if they get, you know, like, they, if they, as they're getting healthier, they're going to be a little better than people realize. I think the Browns win this game. As Key would say, subtraction by addition? Yep. Hmm. Subtraction by addition. Whatever, Ooh, whatever it is. Subtraction, <laughs> addition, <laughs> whatever the hell it is. Addition by subtraction. <laughs> you know of, what I was saying? Speaking of addition by subtraction, Matt Nagy's back for the Bears this week. It's Justin Fields versus Big Ben. Who you got? I'm taking Ben Roethlisberger. I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers and that defense, Ben Roethlisberger. You know, he's doing just enough to keep them at the level that they need to to be able to compete in that division. The Cleveland Browns are coming back to the party. People don't realize sometimes, even though when you're looking at it from the outside in, when a player like Odell is missing from the team based on personality and the players liking him, it certainly can have a negative outcome on the entire team and organization. Ben's playing exceptionally not exceptionally well, but well enough that they're playing at uh, solid games and winning them, and the defense of Mike Tomlin's getting the job done. 
Matt Nagy back for this game? No, I knew you okay, were never going mind. there. I'm not going to go there. No, there. I'll go opposite direction. Look, I, I think there are certain coaches that when they have a moment to scheme versus you defensively, Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin, I'm going to take them all day long. And for a rookie quarterback who has a lot of promise, I'll take Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger in this one. Yeah, I'm taking the Steelers. I'm taking Roethlisberger, again, for the exact same reason Jay said. You've got to look at the Steelers' schedule. Realize they're going to win no. They're going to win nine games this year. So go look. Go find the nine wins. Here's one. Here's one against the Bears. They'll mm-hmm. get this game. All right, guys. Last okay. one. Jordan Love versus Patrick Mahomes. Take your pick. You know, Jordan. Jordan Love is. I'm gonna take a Patrick Mahomes. Jordan Love could have a, a pretty good game with all the weapons at his disposal going up against his Kansas City's defense. What I would say is a kid hasn't played in almost two and a half years since Utah State. And when you look at that, Utah State in UNLV. This is not Utah State in UNLV. He is now on the Autobahn. The speed of the game is going to be extremely fast. Kansas City is trying to win the division. The division could potentially come back to them. The Chargers aren't playing great. We know what Denver or what the Denver Broncos are. And then when you look at where the Las Vegas Raiders are, the Raiders are coming off a bye. There's a lot going on within that organization. They lose a guy like Henry Ruggs. So now all of a sudden, that team looks a little bit different. If Kansas City could continue to just keep playing and not turn the football over, they'll have an opportunity and a chance to steal the division. It's because, I mean, I might take Jordan Love here, guys. I, I, just because of the team that the Packers have, depending upon if everybody's available, just with the way they run with Aaron Jones, it, it, they have a lot of weapons. And I think if – Coach LaFleur utilizes Jordan Love correctly. Like, hey, look, don't try to overextend yourself. Stay disciplined. Take what their defense gives you because they will give you things. We saw that against the Giants. They will give you things. They went to roll with the Packers on this one. I'm going with the Chiefs. I expect them to get hot at some point. Spagnola's defense, I can tell you as a Giants fan, Jay, and you know this, gets better as the year goes on. Offensive lines, they have some talent there, tend to play better as the year goes on if they develop chemistry. And, and Patrick Mahomes got to realize at this point, a little less Favre, a little more Rodgers in your game because he has both in his game. And I think they're going to realize that, take what the defense gives them. They'll run the ball more. Chiefs win this game. So there you go. Um, we got here. Can, do we have time to get into Jordan Love right now, Jay? Uh, 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 Evan? Evan? Okay, great. Here's Jordan Where's Love Evan? on starting. Yeah, I thought he was going to tag the segment. Under these circumstances. I mean, they're not going to postpone or cancel the game. We have a game to play. It's the next man up mentality, and that's how we've operated for everybody. I think our guys will rally around Jordan. We've got a lot of confidence in him, and what a great opportunity for him to showcase what he can do. Um, he looks just a, a, lot, a lot more confident. Um, he, he has a better understanding of the playbook than he did last year. Um, he's gotten some reps uh, this year, so... Um, I'm excited to see Jordan out there. Yeah, it'll, it'll be exciting to see what this kid is finally having the opportunity to play. He'll finally get the opportunity to play. Uh, what I would say, though, is like I said a second ago, this is a different game, the speed of the game. He, we didn't see a whole lot of him in the preseason. Prior to that, he didn't even dress the entire season. So he's got to get used to the speed of the game. This isn't practice. Looking at different things, what they should do, is put them in an empty personnel grouping, sometimes four wide, sometimes five wide. Let him get the ball out quick. Don't have him doing play-action pass 
turning his back to the defense because Spagnola likes to bring a lot of pressure. He likes to run a lot of zero coverage, which allows the defensive backs to play man-to-man, but it also allows extra help to come out of the linebacking core or the secondary. And when you're bringing that heat to a young quarterback, he's got to be able to decipher who's coming from where and get the ball out quick. The only way he'll be able to do that is by lining him up and empty, spreading them out and saying balls out, screens, quick things, quick passes, things of that nature. We'll see. Like what you're saying about Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Like sort of. Bears, Bears. And one thing that the caveat about Justin Love, and I don't think a lot of people realize this because he hasn't played in so long, he can actually run the football too. Jordan so Love. His, Jordan did Love. I say Justin you Love? You say yeah. Justin Love. Well, you combine Justin, 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 Fields. Justin Fields and Too Jordan many Love. of these guys. <laughs> Love. <laughs> these guys. <laughs> Jordan Love will be able to utilize his feet by getting out of harm's way because that's what he could do. Justin Love. Justin Love. That's sounds one hell like of a, a player. That sounds like a singer. <laughs> Jordan Fields. Yeah, th- there's also the thing, Jay, like, whatever you do for a young quarterback, the Packers came up with Rodgers right after Favre. That's once in a lifetime, right? Uh, Are they, uh, uh, I'm not going young. there. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is it's unlikely that Jordan Love – Turns out, because very few players have ever been as good as Favre or Rodgers. So if, if Packers fans are thinking, Jordan Love, here we got our next guy, boy, that, if they do that, that's amazing, but the odds are against it. Yeah, I mean, look, if, you're, if you talk about the way the Packers handle everything that's happening with Aaron Rodgers, if they fall on the sword and that develops that relationship, you're essentially looking at these next couple of games, these two games, as a huge auditioning opportunity for Jordan Love with the weapons that he'll have around him to showcase what his talent is, to actually confirm what the Packers saw in him in the first place, and then you can get more value from him in return to get more weapons to help Aaron Rodgers later. This is Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. We're coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase, and we're presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline, including a Hall of Famer, Odell Beckham Jr. also isn't the fault of all the problems with the Cleveland Browns offense, but Odell Beckham Sr., his father, takes to Instagram and posts an 11-minute video showing all the instances where Odell Beckham Jr. was open this season and Baker Mayfield did not get him the football. We are joined now on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max by Isaac Bruce, Pro Football Hall of Fame wide receiver. Thrilled to be joined by Isaac Bruce. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Hellas? How you guys doing, man? Good, Rev. How you doing, man? Man, all is well, Keith. Everything good? Yes, sir. Before we get to your Rams and you being honored this weekend at SoFi Stadium, there's a big story in the NFL, and it does involve a top wideout. What what'd you make of the Browns dismissing OBJ from practice yesterday and then also the lack of chemistry mm-hmm. between him and Baker Mayfield really since the beginning? Oh, man, it's been glaring. Um, I think uh, their uh, quarterback and wide receiver relationship is important. Uh, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to be uh, progressive, I think. I mean, I don't think they have to go to dinner together, but at least have, you know, a, a lunch. Since the lunch is right there at the team facility, they can sit down together and kind of go over things. But I think the relationship has to be progressive. Um, they got to know each other's likes and dislikes. I think they all can be professional. Um, but from what I see, um, as, as far as Odell, he's still got juice. I mean, I see him getting off the line of scrimmage, press coverage. He's on top of the defensive back as he gets off, and he's creating separation. And plus, on top of that, he's been successful in other places. So um, I think the onus is 
maybe having to kind of grow Baker up a little bit more. I see that one team pass that, you know, keeps flashing on the screen. Uh, if you notice, there's a hitch of indecisiveness by Baker when, when throwing it down the middle of the field. You don't want to be a receiver running down in cover two with a quarterback hitching a ball. You, you know, you kind of want that ball up and down right now. So um, I think things like that can be fixed. And, uh, you know, just, I mean, for Odell, just keep your power, man. Just don't, don't let him frustrate you. Don't let him get you angry. Uh, you know, because this pretty much could be his last couple of games in Cleveland. So he's auditioning for other teams right now. No question about it. Isaac, how do you feel about your star quarterback, face of the franchise, being called out by OBJ's dad uh, on social media and somewhat responding to it? Well, I think, uh, you know, as far as me, uh, you know, being in that position years ago, you know, there's some frustration that, 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 trickles down from you to your family members. But at the same time, you, you got to keep control of that. So you got to keep that amongst in the family, keep it in the locker room, keep it among your family members. And, and when they feel like they get to the point where they want to say something publicly, I think, you know, it was my, my job to kind of just hold them back and say, let us get through this. I mean, you know, we're professional football players and, and there are times when we, we've been down 14 points and we fight through. We've been, you know, three and seven to start a season, we fight through and become 500. So I think it's kind of up to me to kind of hold back the people that love me so much and they want to speak up for me and just let the process take its place and take, uh, you know, take, uh, just let it, just let it flow and let us work through it together as professionals. Isaac Bruce joining us, pro football hall of fame, wide receiver, Super Bowl champion here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Uh, I want to get to the Rams for a second, Isaac, what do you think about the addition of yeah. Von Miller to that defense? How much does it elevate that defense? Well, I tell you what, I'm excited like everyone else. Um, but, you know, I'm not naive to, to just say we're just going to win it all because those guys have to mesh. It all looks good on paper. Uh, it's going to take some meshing time between uh, Von Miller, uh, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, and those guys up front at front seven. But I don't think it'll take very long because you got great veteran leadership that's, that's been added to the room once again. I think Von Miller is uh, one of the premier pass rushers. He can get after your quarterback. Uh, he's, he's one guy when he has it cranked up that you, you just can't leave him out there single. So uh, he's going he's gonna to command some attention, which will ultimately pull a little attention off Aaron Donald. Now imagine that, this guy getting Aaron Donald getting one-on-one because of Von Miller. So uh, most quarterbacks don't like people on their toes when they're throwing the football. And uh, that's, that's pretty much what we're going to be inviting them to do with that, that, that front push that we have up front. Uh, Isaac, um, Matthew Stafford was brought over from the Detroit Lions and replaced the Jared Goff, and Jared took the, the yeah. Rams to the Super Bowl, although they didn't win it. What, is, what has Matthew brought to this team and to this offense different than Jared, particularly that Super Bowl year? Well, you know, I think Jared has brought – and, and has given Coach McVay the ability just to be a head coach again. He's not a part-time quarterback anymore. He's not, uh, uh, you, know, you know, I don't want to say it. He's not babysitting anymore. So I think Matthew comes in, you know, he has experience. He's, been, he's seen just about every defense that you could throw in front of him. Um, this year he has talent. He has a coach that's very knowledgeable. Just give him the play and just let him go. Let him use his reads, his ability. 
Uh, one of the best things I think he does from a wide receiver standpoint is he, get, he gets the ball out quickly. He gets the ball in your hands just as fast as you want it, and the receivers can dance with it. So um, I think he's, he's added to what Coach McVay does is just, just letting Coach McVay be an offensive coordinator again, call a play, move on to the next play if, it, if it's third and short, just move to plays ahead. I mean, I think that's the, the, the one of the best things that Coach McVay had when he first got to the Rams his ability to be two plays ahead of you. So I think he's giving that back to uh, Coach McVay. Mm-hmm. During uh, the Sunday night football matchup between the Los Angeles Rams and the Tennessee Titans, Isaac Bruce will receive his ring of excellence from the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Isaac, have you pictured that moment? What do you imagine it's going to be like? Oh, man, I think it'll be great, man. It's, it's, it's awesome for my friends, my family. Uh, you know, I'm kind of going back to my roots there in Los Angeles from going to junior college. And it's funny, I was living in Inglewood while I was uh, uh, attending junior college, Santa Monica City College in West L.A. And, um, you know, right there on Arbor Vita is where the new stadium is. So it's full circle for me, man. It'll, it'll be special. Um, I'll definitely be winking and, and, and my heart will be with the city of St. Louis. Uh, but, you know, a lot of that started in Los Angeles, was drafted in Los Angeles by the Rams. So it'll be special, man. Um, you know, some of my teammates are going to come out and uh, celebrate with me. It'll be a great moment to uh, just kind of finish off uh, my playing days as a football player. Oh, that's right. The first season was in L.A. for you. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Jeez, that's a long time wow. ago, huh? Wow. Yeah. The great Isaac Bruce, ladies and gentlemen, thanks a lot for jumping on with us this morning. Thanks, Isaac. Yes, sir, man. You guys be good. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Tune in to the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story. One of ESPN's hundreds of reporters presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily. Available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. All right. Trade deadline is passed. Deshaun Watson wasn't traded to the Dolphins. So naturally, Dolphins GM Chris Greer was asked about his team's interest in Deshaun. 
Uh, what do you think, Chris? At the end of the day, uh, no trade was made as an organization. We decided not to um, make a deal. We're doing background work and investigating everything. Every situation's unique, and this was a unique situation. We did our due diligence and decided not to uh, pursue a trade. Did the team or representatives of the team request for the women to sign non-disclosure agreements? I think any um, suggestion that this organization would be dealing uh, behind the scenes and trying to influence decisions is absolutely ridiculous and categorically false. So to say that we would be involved in that is it, just flat wrong. That pisses me off. I'm sorry. Yeah! That a way to get him, Chris. It's just flat ridiculous. It's ludicrous. Asinine. It makes no sense. We never reached out. But we did try to make a deal. We just couldn't come to making the deal to get Deshaun Watson. Well, because, we never reached out. You know, doesn't mean that uh, it never actually, we never connected. No, no, no. He said we couldn't make a deal. deal. So that tells me that you were trying to make a deal. Obviously. So the whole notion that you were never, ever trying to figure out how to make it work with Deshaun and move on from Tua is a damn lie. You've been lying the entire time when all the evidence points to you don't like Tua because if you like Tua, you wouldn't be flirting and picking up the phone trying to figure out how to make Deshaun come to Miami to be the quarterback. I get it. Middle of the season, you don't want everybody knowing what's going on. You don't want to upset the apple cart with the quarterback that you're trying to make a decision on. But yet and still, you are flirting around trying to figure out how to make a deal to get one of the young players, quarterback, one of the young star quarterbacks in the National Football League. But because the -the off-the-field circumstances couldn't take place at the level that you need them to, you decided to pass on the deal. But you did try to make a deal. But also, let's give context real quick on what happened as it relates to Deshaun Watson because the non-disclosure agreement that was going into the potential settlement for some of the individuals – they couldn't come to an agreement on that. So this is going to go to court. So, like, that's also happening at the same time that Chris Greer is saying, well, we just couldn't make it happen. I mean, th- that's why. Well, it's, that's kind of what is being said, but we don't know the whole, the whole picture, truth yes. behind I, it. Some, Key, you said something maybe a week or two ago where I forgot what the topic was. Maybe you guys remember as I talk about the circumstances where you were like, everybody – Basically, calm down. We already had this information, and now we're still playing detective. Like, aha, you see? And you're like, yeah, but you already had the information. This just confirms the thing that's out in the open that you already know. The thing about this to me that's a little bit, it's not a non-story because Tua was drafted high up. There were high hopes. But no, like everyone knows Deshaun Watson's a lot better than Tua. But it becomes a story, though, Max, because they lied to you and looked you right in your face and said, no, 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 we're not into Deshaun. We don't want Deshaun. Tua's our quarterback mm-hmm. moving forward. Even though those words didn't necessarily come out of their mouth, the fact that they kept endorsing what Tua could they have as said? the guy. Huh? What, could, what should they have said? I, I would have just simply said, you know, we are always looking for great players that, to improve our roster. We don't know where that's going to end up at. And you know, Tua right now is doing the best job he can. He's been in and out wow. of the lineup. We're winning games when he's in. We're losing games when he's in. And, hey, he's young. He's got an opportunity, a chance. And that's you just dance around that. Rather than be definitive and say, Tua's our guy. We're wrapping our arms around Tua. Hey, the head coach 
Flores actually met with two in a locker room and put his arms around him and had a conversation. What's like, the downside, no. Key? I hear Everybody what you're saying. Lies, no. Yeah, ethically, ethically, I understand better to tell the truth than to lie, or to or at least well, to, wait, to, to avoid than to lie. Y'all the sitting up here now saying that y'all want the truth from the coaches and everything. I mean, many times no, 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 I no, heard no. you say, Jay, you rather have the truth from a coach and general manager instead of sitting up there like you be. I don't want to Nagy. say you villi- can't handle the truth. I was going to say Nagy, I don't want to say, say you. I don't want to say vilifying <laughs> Matt Nagy, but you be vilifying Matt Nagy for dancing. Well, that's me on the outside. Me as a player, I know what this is. No, but not as a player. I'm talking about on the outside now as a, a spectator watching what they said. Max just said to me, "Well, what else is he supposed to say? And what did you want from him?" I wanted to just say, "Hey." Dude ain't good, man. We screwed up. He ain't going to say that about Tua. You're never going to say dude ain't good. Ain't nobody going to be that real with you. I mean, you can say that and not say that. <laughs> well, I wanna, this is what I want to know. I hear what you're saying, Key. Like, here's the way you handle it. Without lie, outright lying, yeah. I understand that ethically it's better not to lie. Okay. What is the actual downside, the effective downside of doing what the Dolphins did and lying about liking Tua but still kicking the tires on Deshaun. Because the guy, Tua, is sitting there, right there. It affects his play. It affects his mindset on what he thinks you think about him. He has to answer that question. Like he answered it two weeks ago, he said, they don't, I don't feel like they don't not like me or something like that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of don'ts. This is business. Everybody's our guy until he's no longer your guy. He's our guy. Until he's no longer your guy. Like, that's business, y'all. Come on, man. I get get it. That is business. (laughs) I just, if you're going after Deshaun, just say, hey, we're going to go after him. We're going to take a look at it, see where it's at. If it doesn't check out, we're good. A quarterback and wideout whose time has run out. That's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. 